You're listening to Smart to Death Radio. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, welcome everyone to this week's episode of Queen's Court, Queenie Suggests. And I have brought some of my favorite ladies here. That's right. Bringing it back for the girls on Queenie Suggests here. One of my favorite podcasts right now. Those wrestling girls, Queen PR, Krista B, welcome to the castle. Thank Hi. you. It's nice to be a queen. Yes. Fellow Queenie. (laughs) Yes, 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 ladies. Yes, ladies. Now, my my beautiful girls here, you know, lots of girl power. It's a super fun thing for me to listen to your show all the time when it comes out. And I just finished listening to uh, your collabo with the Deadass Girls podcast. (laughs) (laughs) As wide as like, I expected it to be. <laughs> oh, that episode, it literally showed a whole, more so a whole nother side of PR than me. But <laughs> if you see the, my, like, my facial expressions, I'm just like, oh, man. Like, but that was such a fun episode to do. We had so much fun recording that episode. We really, really did. We really did. And we've been wanting to collab with them forever because they're also based in New York. And we've, you know, we're all, the pop, wrestling podcast circle is small here. So it's been long overdue. I was yeah. so pumped when you guys announced that it was coming out and I couldn't wait to listen to it. So uh, it was really, really fun. And they're super great ladies and they're a freaking trip. So um we were trying to get a collabo between us for a while and we were like, yeah, Postmania, it'll be great. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I know, right? Like, 2020, ladies. This is just taking wrestling to an all time. I don't want to say low because they're real creative in what they're doing, but like without the audience, without that fan experience, it's just like, mm, how can you engage or how can you feel that reaction when you're watching a live Raw or SmackDown with no audience? Like, it's just so quiet. And I know that they're working so hard to keep the entertainment up, but it's really hard to follow them when there's no audience, no crowd reaction. Like I was just telling P, that's Sonya Deville, um, promo. Ooh, Imagine child. that in front of a crowd. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Jesus. Sis went off. Oh, yeah. She went she off. all the way off. All the way <laughs> off. But you're, you bring up such a great point. This is such an unprecedented time period in, in, in so many different ways, right? But for our wrestling fandom, things are, are very, very different. And, and the wrestlers we watch and love and follow on a weekly basis are talking up just the screen this time and and I agree seeing some of this stuff you're like oh I just wish there were people there because it just would have been that little extra that I feel like we're missing out on right now mm-hmm. like the crowd brings that extra that extra oomph that we need in the world of wrestling because it's like right watching wrestling now is just like not at our ages is something that oh my god why do you still watch wrestling that was such a thing when we were kids and you know, this, that, and third. So to watch it now and to have to see the progress, but now it's like, it's dwindling because there's no 
audience to to feed off of. And I'm like, oh man, like this is trash. Like this is the last live event me myself and Queen PR that was at Monday Night Raw at Barclays Center. Now, right. We don't even know when we're going to be at another live event. We had plans to go to SummerSlam because it was right in Boston. I know, girl. We, I was going to go too. Now that's don't, I mean, don't even know if that's happening. I know. We don't even know. And that's even in August, right? So like a couple, mm-hmm. like a month and a half ago, we thought, ah, eh, you know, we might be shut down for a little bit and maybe by the summer we'll be okay. Now it's just looking like, I don't even know if we're going to get live events anymore. Not this year. Right. I don't even know. It's just wildness. Like, throw it all 2020 away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little, little reset. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, back when wrestling had people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and back when wrestling, you know, kind of brought you in as a fan, you know, I want to have the listeners get to know you guys a little bit. So we're going to start talking about what drew you guys into the world of wrestling. You want to go first, Pete? Uh, yeah, I love answering this question. <laughs> yes, girl. It rem- like when you're in it, like we, me and Krista are like working it kind of, you forget why you even loved wrestling in the first place. So when people ask us, it just, it kind of grounds me of like why I'm even doing this in the first place. But um, I think it was, well, obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin drew me in, um, but the Attitude Era and just the ridiculousness and the storylines, and because Krista and I, we were born, both born in 1990, so from like 96 to when we were in high school, like we, it was just all WWF for us. Uh, she was a rock fan, I was a Stone Cold fan, and <laughs> it was- That was, was Am. Yeah, 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 we're still diehard, we're still diehard, but for me, in addition to, you know, being a kid and watching it and loving it, um, it really also brought my family together. Um, so my dad got me into it and, and it was something we, me, him and my twin sister did every single week, three, you know, two to three times a week. And we got the pay-per-views and it was a whole thing. And that's how my parents kept us in check was like, you know, do you want to stay up and watch Raw on Monday? It was like, oh, okay. We're behaving. We're behaving. (laughs) So just the nostalgia of it and then getting older and seeing how the women were being held in the same regard as The Rock, as Stone Cold, and seeing them be athletic in the way that they were in, like, NXT and then the women's evolution and blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Same for me. Um, It was a family thing. My brother got me into wrestling, me, my cousin, my sister. Um, and we would always like tape the pay-per-views and, and go old red. And, you know, being that my brother only had sisters, he was just like, okay, we're going to do wrestling moves and, you know, or he would act like he was like the Bruce Lee of wrestling moves, like in the house and stuff. So, um, I got into it because of the rock. And I said, once this Corona stuff is over, I'm going to Samoa. I need to find me a Samoan man. And that's it. That's Um, funny. That's it. Right. Um, That's it. But no. (laughs) I became real interested in the rock and everything from even when he was like Rocky Maivia with the the pineapple type hair when he came out at Survivor Series, his debut in Survivor Series. I was just like, hmm. And always I was probably like a little hot ass then. Oh, I don't know if you can curse. Sorry if you can. Oh, you can. You're but, fine. <laughs> um, okay. So I was always saying I was a little hot ass because I was always finding dudes attractive and the rock sure. just kind of caught my eye and like never left. Um. And like the nostalgia of it, like when I started going back and rewatching it, or like when even when I stopped watching wrestling during that time period in high school, every time they would say, Oh, The Rock is making an appearance, I would make sure that I was watching. Like, I don't care what the stories were, 
I didn't know who was where from Adam and Eve. All I knew was The Rock was coming. And I needed to see The Rock. Like, I didn't care about it. nobody else. Nobody else current. And then um, I started to rewatch it again. I was seeing, like P-, P said, the women and how much they evolved and how much they was getting more TV time and more promo time and, like, more wrestling time. And it was just like... And then they had Total Divas. And all of this was starting to evolve around the women. And then the evolution happened, and me and P was just like, listen, we got to talk about this because nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. And then that's just how our love for wrestling came back. Because like she said, we stopped in high school. And then it, it came back. Like So that's, that's where the wrestling journey started. That's really awesome. And I feel like a lot of us who were born around the same time period – I was born in 86, so we're pretty close in age. And I feel like that era was was so special to us growing up. And, and I look at the product now, and I'm like, man, it's it's so different <laughs> than it was when we were kids, right? But then I think about these young kids going to these shows now and how Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and all these guys would be their, their Stone Colds, their rocks. Their rocks, yeah. It's crazy to think about that because for us, it's like, oh, no, these are the icons. You know, these are the the guys that we look up to and the girls we look up to. But it's different for these kids now. And sometimes that makes me, like, get all excited again about being a wrestling fan. Because you remember what it's like to be a little kid watching uh, TV every week and going, oh, my God, they're crazy. You know, and you get to see all this really fun stuff. Yeah. We love that. Like, Mr. and I are we love seeing the little kids and how excited they get and especially the little girls and it's really yes. heartwarming because it's like they're like living it up yeah I think it was two instances the first one and it, this wasn't a, a little girl it was a little boy and it was SummerSlam the, the Smackdown or the Raw after SummerSlam and Jeff Hardy came out and this oh, little boy God. was like Screaming to the top of his lungs, like, like it brought tears to our eyes. I'm just like, oh, and he had to be like no more than five or six years old. Screaming his whole body, like, oh my god. Like Aww. when they returned at WrestleMania, it was like that times a hundred for that little boy. Like when he saw Aww. Jeff Hardy come out, and then recently I took my goddaughter to her first rest, her first wrestling event, which was SmackDown. And mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, my gosh, I want to go again. So then our, mm-hmm. our birthday are a day after. It's like a day apart. So that's when I took her to the Monday Night Raw on March 2nd. She was just like, oh, my gosh. And I had got amazing seats. And oh. she saw everybody, like, up close. And it was just, like, amazing. She goes, okay, when, when are we going again? And I'm just like, Girl. <laughs> I love See, it. See, you made a fan. <laughs> yeah, like, she's been a fan. Like, her, my, her mom, which is one of my best friends, she's like, you got to take a godchild. And her hugged um, grandmother, like all of them love it. Like all of them love it. So I'd be like, Kamaya, um, eight o'clock, wrestling's on. My friend be like, she's not watching. We're not watching that tonight. I'm like, okay, we'll see. If I'm <laughs> at her house, I'll, t- I'll purposely turn to 38. And I'm like, right, see y'all, bye. And I'll give the remote to Kamaya and watch it. I love but, it. Yeah. Wrestling brings people together. And that's what I it think does. is super great about our community and of fandom and, and, People that enjoy going to live shows, especially, it's such a different vibe. Especially, you know, when you're in person. I mean, um, so that's super fun. You get to take her. It's it's fun to to kind of pass on that love and share that love with someone else. Yeah, I even started taking my nephew first, and then oh nice. I feel like he's in that stage now. Like eh, like he'll watch recaps and be like, oh why didn't you tell me this? Or why didn't you tell me that? But 
as for him watching it with me, like he used to do when he was younger, he's just like, yeah, now nah, I'm going to sit here and play Fortnite or whatever. Right. But you can still get me the, this wrestling game. You can still get me this wrestling action figure. But his favorite wrestler left. So it's just like, eh, he's not going to watch it anymore. Ah, uh, I got you. I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in terms of right now in your current fandom, what's kind of keeping you so interested in the current product in wrestling? Uh, I I think for me, definitely the women. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's something so exciting to me about how much more that they can bring. You know, I still have like that hope that because they were just given the same opportunities as men in the last like five years. So there's so much more history to be made when I think about like how there's only been three Royal Rumbles for the women and there's been 31 for the men. So to me, that says like, there's so much more history to be made. There's so many more superstars to be made because it's like almost uncharted territory almost. So for me, I'm just so excited for what that brings. Like, you know, like we have Becky who like, changed the business almost as a as a female you know so like i want to see more of becky's i want to there we had stone cold the rock triple h i want to see them build more women so that they are on the same level as becky and then all of them are taken as seriously as becky so i guess just like the future of of what the women can bring i think is what keeps me hooked oh and bray wyatt (laughs) i feel like for me it is what the future of what women can bring, but it's also knowing your history of what the women have brought in, have, or have brought, Lord, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> previously. And, like, for us, like, when we released our China episode, our Stephen McMahon episode, it's just like, okay, we talked about some of the new people, but we have to bring it back to where it started from. Sure. Especially in our era. So we have Stephanie, we have China, we have Sable, we have uh, Mae Young when she went through the table, like, and I, and I know Lita and Trish Stratus, and I know the females of today looked at them like, that's what I want to do. And now that they're doing it, it's just like, okay, now they're making these legends happy because now we're out here doing everything that they said that we couldn't do. And the fact that the men are acknowledging them, not just like the audience or, you know, but the men themselves in their interviews are acknowledging the fact that these women have what it take like Seth Rollins cried during Becky's triple threat match and um WrestleMania 35 the fact that's being his girlfriend it's just like they were friends for and he's friends with all these women and you see how much they progressed and how much they grew and how much the company allowed them to expand and share their thoughts and they're not just valets and sexy clothes like it was during the attitude era so that's or why jumping I in the mud fandom. pools Right. So I think that's why our fandom is so important to us because we make things as relatable and we're not, and we keep things a hundred percent transparent. Like if if there's something wrong, we're going to call it out. If there's something dope and you know, we're going to call it out like, Oh, did y'all see this? And they agree with us or they'll disagree with us and be like, well, this should have been that way. This should have been that way. So I think that's why it's important. It was important for us to have this platform so that we can, Agree to disagree, so to speak, about yeah. what goes on. Absolutely. And I and I feel like what's great about your show is, you know, it's, it's female-led, female-run, and you celebrate women in a podcasting world, which is dominated by men, like the wrestling business back in, back in the day, and still like to some extent else. now, and like everything else, right? And I feel like for, for us female podcasters who are wrestling fans, it's having that really clear, strong voice 
And what I love about you guys is your voice is clear. You mentioned it just a second ago. You know, you're going to call it like you see it. You're going to be real 100%. And that's what I appreciate so much about listening to your show is I can maybe disagree with what you're saying or agree with what you're saying, but your opinion is so well respected. And that's such a fabulous thing to see all over wrestling Twitter and people like, you know, even before I started listening to your show, I had people telling me, you need to check out these girls. Like they tell it like it is, you would like this, you know? And that's like the coolest thing to me because when I started last year, I didn't really feel like there were very many of us. And now I feel like it's growing exponentially. And Mm -hmm. you're like, you're, you both are such a a beacon of strong female empowerment in wrestling podcasting. I just am so psyched for you guys because I know you've been doing it for a while and I want you to tell everybody about this show. So how did you get started with this? I I know you talked a little bit about it, about how you're like, let's talk about these women because no one's really doing it. But was, what was the real inspiration when you were like, you know what? I, I got to do this with you right now. So it's funny because, um, like P mentioned, she has a twin sister. So mm-hmm. we were all like writing for the same entertainment um, company at the time. And I believe I had mentioned something about wrestling. So Patricia eyes lit, lit up like a Christmas tree. She's like, oh my God, you watch wrestling too? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, no way, me too. And then her sister was just like, you thought I love wrestling. My sister loves wrestling. So it was just like an instant connection. So once we, we, we like, we kept brainstorming, like, what, what we wanted to talk about, how we wanted to, you know, put, the, put it together, where we're going to record at, this, that, and the third. And then evolution happened. Mm-hmm. We went to evolution. And our first episode was literally the day after evolution. Yep. And and then from there it was it just took off and you know you have to come up with a name and stuff and I came up with those wrestling girls and Patricia hated I hate the name. It. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Um and it's so perfect. That's the crazy thing. Um but I was like I think we should keep brainstorming. <laughs> and I told her I was like no. I was like we, I'm like that's this is so perfect because if somebody agrees with us, they're gonna be like, oh my god, it's those wrestling girls. I love them. Or somebody hates yeah. us, they're gonna be like, nah, yeah, them damn wrestling girls. F them, those <laughs> those wrestling girls, or whatever. And it works. And it, it, it works. So now works. people see us and be like, oh my god, you're part of those wrestling girls. Like, yep. oh my god, da, 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 da. so she was just like, okay, you were right. It works. <laughs> and from like we just stuck with it. Yep. I think it's super awesome uh I, it's funny how names come about like that and i love your story that, that he was like no nah, i don't i don't know <laughs> no he was oh like no God. i don't like that and then i was like okay in my mind like i was respecting her opinion but in my mind i already knew we was gonna go with those wrestling girls so when we did like our our dummy ig tv i kind of wrote those wrestling girls on it mm-hmm. and she was just like uh, and then it started to like get some traction and then yep. she's like, oh wait okay I, I see what you mean now we can do those wrestling those wrestling girls I'm like okay thanks yeah. <laughs> I and, know and there you were from 2018 after evolution until right now isn't that yeah. crazy <laughs> I, it's so crazy um, thinking about it too because for a long time, we were like, should we do a blog? Should we mm-hmm. do this? But then we both work in media and write for a living. And we was like, nah, we do not want to write in. Right, we try to write in. And let's try to do the podcast. And then the women were like, you got to think, 2018 was such a 
fabulous year for the women's division. Like you had the first Royal Rumble, Evolution, of course, you had Ronda Rousey, you had Asuka still um, in her dominant. Yes, like such a great time for the women. And it was just like, we have to talk about this because I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, a lot of YouTube channels, and no one covers the women to the same extent and with the same effort as they do as the men. Like, I was like, you know what? We will be the ones, especially because they're killing it right now. I was like, we're going to be the ones to talk about just the women and and we're going to fill that void. And then we're going to fill another void being women of color in the podcast, wrestling podcast space. So at the moment, we only collaborate with or have women guests on the show because we want to continue to give women that platform as well as cover them at the same time. So it was just like kismet. It really was. Like the fact that Evolution was in New York, like everything came together perfectly. The stars yeah. aligned and the fact that I had got just got a car. <laughs> so it was oh, like, no, oh, we got we could drive there and we could drive back. Oh, we're definitely going. Like, that is it. Then it was around that time it was, they was reaching to do tag team champions for the women. And we had, like, everything was just literally fall into place. And looking back at that progress from what we did then up until now, it's just like, yo, we did that. Our fan base is crazy. People are noticing us. You know, now being that I work in a, a media outlet where one of my employees is also an employee with WWE. It's just like all of these doors are right here. They're right here. And because of these doors and because of those wrestling girls or whatever, wrestlers are comfortable talking to us or retweeting us or reaching out to us just like we are with them now, just because of this space. I'm just like, wow. I, I look back sometimes and be like, damn, like we really did that. We're still doing it. It's only a year and a half, right? Yes, a year and a half. Wild. Isn't that wild? So much changes in a year and a half and you've really built something super special and, you know, you celebrate women in wrestling, but you also celebrate other women podcasters and women in in the business who aren't necessarily in the ring or uh, blogs and and photography and all sorts of stuff. And you made this awesome women in wrestling series, which you invited me on. And thank you so much for that. I had a blast doing it. But why is it so important for you to celebrate women? not only in the ring, but out of the ring as well. Because we're not celebrated enough. Yes, girl. (laughs) Especially in the wrestling business and in the wrestling fan community. And then, like, for me personally, like, I have four sisters. um, And, like, the women in my family are, like, the alpha males of the family. So, like, I only know strong women so that's something I've always kind of gravitated towards so then something I love so much like wrestling and then seeing that whole girl power movement that was going on at that time move into my favorite thing which is wrestling it was just like oh my gosh so I'm like always big on women making sure they get a fair deal making sure they get a fair shot it's almost like pathological like I'm just I always have to big up have a girl power tattoo like <laughs> like I'm <laughs> I don't know. That's just who I am. So it's like if I'm going to, you know, pursue a secondary career as in this podcast, I want to make sure I'm doing it to where I'm giving women a platform, period. So whether that's talking about the women in wrestling that I love or also giving women like you a chance to share your story. And then the other thing with that series that you mentioned, because I really love doing it, is that uh, on wrestling Twitter, at least people love to hear how girls got into wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're an enigma. It's like a museum. Like they just love to hear. No, I'm supposed to. They just like the it's feedback. True. 
episode, they, they, they're fascinated to hear how we got into wrestling and why we love wrestling. So there's definitely an audience there. And then us as girls, I love talking, like, like I said earlier, I love talking about how I got into wrestling. I love that, you know, my dad's grandmother got him into wrestling. And, you know, like, just stuff like that is just so cool to me. Same. I love it. I love like it. Like my my aunt would always say, I'm like, Ma, look, look. She go, Krista, I used to watch that stuff and my father used to watch it before they even never really hit each other. I said, I don't know what wrestling you used to watch because the wrestling from then times, there was blood everywhere. I don't know what you watch. But the fact that she would she really wouldn't necessarily take to me watching wrestling because I'm grown now. But she would still look and be like, mm, why she why why she hit it like that? Like these women that actually really wrestling started to catch her eye. So it was just like to have these different generations, especially those who don't like it, but then you see like when they see these women come up and or you see even the guys like are actually fighting and wrestling with her to be they'll it'll, it'll catch their eye for like a quick second and be like, So did he really hit? Did she da 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 da? So next time I'll be like, Oh ma, um, remember last week when so and so happened? So this is what happened. She goes, Oh wow, okay. All right. And then she'll go about her business, but to know that she has that plan in her mind and she remembered what happened from last week's episode of Raw or SmackDown is something that you can carry on to the next generation as well. I think that's so cool. And it's fun to share, even if they're not super into it. It's okay because at least they can recognize, like you're saying, a little piece that they can connect with. And that's what I feel is so unique about WWE right now is they're appealing to to casual fans as, as well as us more hardcore fans by trying to find stories and trying to find characters that can connect with those who don't necessarily like love wrestling, so to speak. Right. It, it makes it more relatable and, and fun, which is different than perhaps other um, promotions. So I get that a hundred percent. When it comes to those wrestling girls, what do you think is your selling point that makes you two so unique that people need to tune in? our our rawness Mm -hmm. um we would when we first started somebody had gave us feedback on how we shouldn't always agree with each other Mm -hmm. because at first we was doing things like i guess we were in our first couple episodes we were saying things because we thought that's what the fans wanted to hear Mm -hmm. sure and then once somebody gave us that feedback it was just like okay so they want us to be as real and transparent as possible as of course, we thought we were already doing that, but because somebody gave us that feedback, yeah. it was just like, okay, so I'm going to be the one that's going to be straight out of Brooklyn, you know, <laughs> the more rah-rah, going to tell it like it is, and Patricia's going to politely read you, but she's going to be more <laughs> reserved about it. <laughs> um, you have very, very complimentary personalities, too, my dad. Right. It works well. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. <laughs> so it was, and, and Patricia, she's, she was like, oh my God, but we like a lot of the same stuff. So it's going to be so hard. And I'm like, all right, I, I get it. Cause we do like a lot of the same things, but at the same time, we can't always agree. Like you can't always, I can't always say, oh yeah, you're right. This, mm-hmm. that, and third. But I feel like our real, one of the episodes that really caught the real dispute between us was after, um, <laughs> when Charlotte was entered into that triple threat match. <laughs> Oh, for the main event last year, it was the main event. 
it's a it's still it's still a, a contested debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we still go at it. Is that throughout this show, I've gotten to know Krista better as a friend in person. But then we also learned over the last year that we don't agree on a lot of the same things. And even on some episodes, you can even see our shock. I'm like, oh, you don't like her? Chris will be like, oh, oh no. Mm-mm. And I <laughs> right. love that that dynamic between us. Right. Like, so, fun like, she likes Eddie. Right? She loves Natalia. Mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, I'm just like, eh. She's great and she comes from legacy, but I feel like her character and stuff is kind of boring to me. It needs to really find herself within entertainment like I'm not going to take away her her abilities or her her legacy that she's already laid but she mm-mm. and she's like wait what how could you not and da, 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 da. and she would be breaking and I just be like because this that that she's like okay yeah I see your point kind of true I get it da, 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 da. and I'm like thank you like I'm not saying I don't I don't like her as a person it's just like her character or whatever is just not up to par with my standards that's <laughs> But that's yeah. right. That's what makes things interesting. It gives you dynamic in your conversation. You know, I, right. it's it's funny when, you know, you talk by yourself and then you bring someone with you and it totally changes the way you think about things. You may not necessarily agree, but you're like, oh, wow, I can really see what you're talking about here. Or straight up like, no, you're tripping. I have no idea what you're talking about at all. <laughs> but it, it's cool because it, it brings out other parts of the fandom that you may not necessarily have agreed with or known or thought about from that perspective. So I think that's really fun that you have that with each other. Yeah. And it's good too, because we're also like, again, two women of color from New York city. So like our perspective, people love that we use, we still use our slang. We still curse. Like it's, it's a unique, very unique voice that people appreciate. Yeah, man. Especially I think me that's being great. from Brooklyn and her being from the Bronx is always, like we always have that always throw that contrast in there too. Like we'll 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 talk right and I'll just be like, Yeah, but I'm like, Yeah, you would say that's cause you're from the Bronx. Or she'll be <laughs> like, Yeah, you you would do something like that, but it's okay, it's cause she's from Brooklyn. Like this thing, especially like when we have other guests on the show who is from our boroughs. So yeah. it'll be like the battle the boroughs type situation. <laughs> it's just it's just so much fun when it comes to that. It is really fun. And for you guys as as we're kind of winding down here, thinking about this year, which has just been super crazy and unexpected and unprecedented, given what we have going on right now, what are your hopes for 2020 in terms of what you guys are going to be offering for content? What are you, what are you trying to get done this year? Because I literally been spending the last month brainstorming on ways to keep our momentum going just in case like our studio doesn't open back up and just like how to engage our audience now. So I've been um, going on more Instagram lives with other podcasters or recording more Patreon content and finding more virtual ways because another thing, a goal I always had for our show was to not only be a show, but to also be a wrestling fan community um, inspired by the Jobber Tears podcast because they've done such a good job of building community with all of the wrestling podcasters of color in New York. And I was really inspired by that. So I always wanted to do that as well. So just trying to get creative. Um, We've been doing more 
watch parties on social media. So just like picking a day and a time to like watch the same thing and just talk about it together because everyone's home bored. Or like the Bella Twins new book, we're doing a virtual book club. So just trying to figure out way or uh, creating more content for our Patreon, like just finding more ways to create content without our studio and to keep everyone engaged because everyone's bored. Everyone needs an escape right now. So mm-hmm. uh, we've really been brainstorming on like creative ways to just, in, in addition to our episodes to really keep people um, going and our momentum going. Right. And I have to say like for me, as soon as 2020 started, it's been uh, the worst four years, four years, Lord, four months. It feels like um, four years, girl. Right. <laughs> four months for me so I'm back now but P has really been making sure that we're keeping those wrestling girls alive like she said everybody's home bored or whatever and everybody's been going through their shit during these four months of 2020 so I love the fact that she goes ham she goes ham she's been going ham with it so like I'm shouting it out there, P. Thank you for you know holding us down. I've told you this privately, and I'm making it publicly known. Like oh, she's really it. been going ham. Um, but as for content and stuff, like she does a lot of the Patreon stuff, and I'm gonna jump back into it as well. Um, I have a lot of ideas for what I for my sound off. Um, and uh, just a lot of I'll do a lot of the visual content with like the videos and stuff. So I have a lot of visual content coming through coming out just to push us and keep promoting us because by the end of this year we want to at least have an established like we established so much already but I think we just want to establish a little bit more to show people that yo we're actually growing within this podcast community within this wrestling community and show people that they are welcome to join us at any given moment like they are now so it's just gradually growing up to the to that point if 2020 doesn't take us out <laughs> it can't take us out, man. We'll find a way. <laughs> we'll find a way. And it sounds like you have so much great stuff coming out. Um, that Stephanie McMahon episode's in my queue, girls. So I will be listening to that very soon. Yay! I can't thank you two enough for coming to join me today for Queenie Suggests. I'm so pumped that you both agreed to come on and that I was able to talk with you today. And and I really hope that everyone listening, because I know that they will, will go and follow you if they don't already. Subscribe to your show, watch your stuff on YouTube, and, and really just kind of dive into those wrestling girls. And uh, I hope some ladies jump on in, because this is the one, girls. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is the one. I wouldn't steer you wrong. So, ladies, if you would, please tell everyone where they can find all of your stuff uh on youtube anchor apple podcast spotify basically everywhere you get your podcast um check out our patreon um, what else facebook twitter instagram facebook discussion group you got a book basically club you got all sorts of stuff <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. That's where you'll get all the updates. T Wrestling Girls. T Wrestling Girls on Twitter. Perfect. And of course, I link them in the description and in the tweet as this episode is coming out. So, got them covered for you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you, girls. I'm so excited. And uh, I'm hoping for some more collabos in the future. Awesome. All right, everybody listening, you know what to do. Go follow those wrestling girls and enjoy the rest of your day. 
And please be kind to one another. The outcome of an opioid emergency may depend on a quick response. Accidental overdose can happen anytime, even if the opioid pain medicine is prescribed. Due to COVID-19, emergency services could be slower to arrive. Get prepared. Get Naloxone, a potentially life-saving reversal agent with no prescription directly from your pharmacy. Having Naloxone available allows you to respond first, not a substitute for emergency medical care. Learn more at opioidsafetyplan.com. That's O-P-I-O-I-D safetyplan.com.